Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello, you guys. We are back. Episode two, diving into James 1. And we are so excited because we have my pastors, Pastor Lyle and Allison Phillips. They pastor a church called Legacy Nashville. It's an awesome interview. You guys get on the edge of your seat because it's so exciting. But before we do that, We've got to do some fun things, right, Mac? That is right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. Um, literally, your praise song literally. you sang for us last week was yes. epic. And I know that the listeners have been like talking about being on the edge of your seat. I have been on the edge of their seats for you to bring it for back number this week. Two. So what are you singing for us this week in Praise with Kent? We are Praise with Kent. Okay. We are singing Spirit of the Living God. Oh. And if okay, let's you... tell the story behind this one. There's a little okay, bit of a story. Okay, yes, go ahead. Okay, so Spirit of the Living God is like my request for tour two years ago. Like we'll For tell, the Girl Tour. For the Girl Tour. We'll tell our worship leader some requests we have, and that was my big request. And yeah. there's this part in the song where the singer like jumps an octave, and every night I would like beg our uh, worship leader to do it, and she never would do it. And she was... <laughs> was like it's so hard like it's just not easy so I tried my best but you jumped the octave I did I went for it you got to be brave and bold right that's a yeah. word for our podcast listeners like you know if somebody's <laughs> like can it. you do this Jump you are octave. like yes I can yes I can yeah. yes no matter if it embarrasses also, you or not if you're a little confused about how this works so Ken's previously recorded all of our worship songs and the way it worked was she was listening to the song in her headphones and singing it and so we have taken out yeah the song like the music but she didn't know like she didn't hear herself when she was singing it. yes exactly that's I just thought why I was singing it's along. extra bad all right let's go spirit of the living god hit it you anticipated oh when you fall <laughs> we fall at your feet i think this is it oh when you do what only you oh can do goodness. it changes Painful. us it changes it is what oh, so bad. <laughs> wow. wow i'm so glad Too that's much. over oh wow yeah i went hard you know you gotta give yeah. it all you got that is a great song, though. If you don't have that on your worship playlist, Spirit of the Living God, Bethel, it's so good. It really will get you hype in your room. Yeah. Kenzie, you took your best shot. I did. But good job. It's uh, Thank you. Thank you. I thought it was pretty good. All right. All are right. you ready for some Summer bucket of fun. Summer bucket of love. <laughs> We're still fighting about the name. All right. You go first. All right. Like I'll go you first. Pull the question I'll first. Ask you Here question. we go, guys. 
It's a little one. These are going to be very embarrassing. I already know. Who do you think has a better podcast voice? Me or you? Oh. oh. Well, first of all, I think we sound a lot alike, which really evens out this whole which situation. Which is so funny because... I know I hear it now, but like originally people told me I sounded like you I was like so offended. I was like, what? Oh, offended? Because <laughs> well, you have a Valley Girl accent. Yeah. And I think I picked up I on it. I heard you before this. You were literally like, literally, literally. So <laughs> okay, you have picked up on it. I would say I have the better podcast voice. You might as well claim the spot yourself. All right, whatever. I disagree. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it. You can have it. Whatever. All right. All right. I got it. Got All the right. gold. All right. Here we go. You're asking me a question. What's something you regret saying on the podcast? Ooh. Like of all the series, or like of all of our podcasts. Wow. 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 Do you think of something that I've been like embarrassed about afterwards? Well, our Never Have I Ever episode was like super nerve wracking. That was super, super nerve wracking. I'm trying to think if there was something on the episode that I was like ashamed it's about. really easy to come off. Yeah. Well, honestly, if I would have had to call my last kiss that I would have regretted that. Yeah, majorly. that's true. So thank goodness that I didn't have to do that. Yes. I kind of regretted what we did to Josh, your boyfriend in that episode. Yes. It was like that was pretty bad. I felt bad about that. Afterwards. He came in a special appearance. Yeah. And not for a good reason yeah. or for a good reason. But I don't you, know. We also had a really hard time recording our purity episode. Yeah. Okay. I forgot about that. So yes, yeah. Kenzie and I did an episode on purity, which was so needed and necessary. And I'm so glad we did it. But I was just like so ready for it to be over. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Something about sitting down for an hour and not having people in front of you to talk about. Like, you know what I mean? It just felt like I was talking to totally. thin air about purity. And that's hard. And I think purity is such a it's hard, hard to it's define. a hard thing. Like you can't just it's not just a rule. Yeah. It's like truly a heart connection thing. And so yeah, that was a tough one. That was tough. I was just happy that one was done though. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. So nothing I really don't know. sometimes I listen back to the podcast and I'm cringed out by like my voice or the amount yeah. of times I say You like. learn a lot by listening back. Yeah. You're like you're like, okay, I'll change that a lot. But that's probably it. That's awesome. Well, also we do edit some things out sometimes if we really yeah, say something that's we shouldn't. True. But so, barely, honestly. Yeah, just that's so you guys true. all know. We really don't. Like that's very true. rarely. Well, okay, that was fun. Wait, remember that one Full time you love. made us record a episode over again? I was so mad at you that day. Oh, I did. I did. <laughs> that was like beginning of the podcast. It was early podcast days. Early podcast days. Okay. Okay. I'm really excited about our chat with Lyle and Allison. Me too. It's going to be so Jumping good. Jumping into James 1. There's so much powerful stuff in James 1, yes. in the booklet, and in this podcast episode. So it's going to be Turn up the volume fire. and get ready. Seriously. And don't forget, you guys, seriously, if you love this podcast, we would super love for you to yes. leave a super kind review. We've already it seen so some much. come in and we've been yes. like screenshotting them and sending them to each other. It means the world to us. And the listens have increased, which means we are it's spreading working. the gospel all across the nation, you guys. So literally take two minutes and write a review. It would literally mean the world. All right, let's do this. Hello, Allie and Lyle. We are so excited to have you on the podcast today. You guys, you might not know, but these are my pastors. And I am super pumped for you guys to hear from them. Are you guys excited to be on the For the Girl podcast or what? (laughs) 
We are so stoked. Yes, yes, So are. excited to be with you guys. And I am so honored, and I know Allison is too, for you to call us your pastors. Like, we just adore you. You're the best, and we are stoked to be here. I agree. Yes, you guys are amazing. Okay, before we talk about legacy and the church family, we'd love to hear a little bit about um, just yourselves and your family. Absolutely. Allison, take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, I am a lucky few native Nashvilleans, so... I have been in Nashville, where our church legacy is, for basically my whole life. So, wow. um, you know, I know. T- I always, whenever I tell people that, they're like, "Wow, you're a unicorn!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like being born and raised in LA. You know, yeah, somebody's born and raised in LA. It's like everyone's transplant, but um, it's kind of the same here in Nashville. But I've been here my whole life. Um, I just adore this place. I adore this city. Most of my family's here. Um, obviously, Lyle and I uh, settled down here um, when we got married and church planted, and yeah, we have we have a couple kids now and another one on the way. We're just like we're we're like waist deep in life. Wow, that's right. Yes, we cool. are. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, tell us a little bit about legacy and what you guys you know who you're serving how it all got started, just a little glimpse of the life at Legacy. Absolutely. Allison, do you want me to take this one since you took yes. the first one? Yes. All you guys right, are so kind to each other as you do this. <laughs> I like, love you this. Go. You know, that's, that's the key to a good connection. Yes. Uh, at least one of them, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we, um, we actually met at our very first church service ever here in Nashville, uh, which was on January the 1st, 2012. So when I first moved here, I moved here as a missionary. I was a missionary to India uh, for around four years or so. And so I moved to Nashville because I had a dream to plant a missions base. I didn't want to be a local church pastor, but I wanted to start a missions base so that I could train missionaries to take with me over to India because we were pursuing rescuing children from human trafficking. And uh, we had rescued 400 kids from human trafficking. And we had started eight different schools for orphan children in India. And I needed help. And so I called my friends and I said, hey, let's all move to Nashville and plant a missions base. And we'll raise up disciples to take with us over to India, and then once we started that, it became pretty clear that God was calling me to step up and become a local church pastor and to really shepherd the community that God was bringing to us. And so in January of 2016, we planted what is now our local church called Legacy, and September of that same year, we launched with my spiritual mom, Heidi Baker. She came and uh, commissioned us and released us into this season as Legacy Church. So our local church, uh, we are nearing four years old in September, and we could not be more stoked on how it's going. We love this local church and this family that God is building. Wow. 
I love it. I mean, just from getting to watch Ken's be a part of Legacy, I mean, such a vibrant place. Even the couple of times I've gotten to join in for a Sunday service, I love yes. it. You guys are doing an amazing, amazing things, building such a cool community that is so on fire for Jesus. So mm-hmm. love what you guys Thank do. You. <laughs> yes. Thank you. And before we kind of jump into James 1 and, you know, really dig into scripture and do all that, I want to ask one last question to both of you, just a little personal question. So if you guys, um, I want to hear what is your best like talent or skill outside of ministry and pastoring? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I love that question. I'll go first because, um, I, I, for some reason, have this answer ready in you my heart all, at all times. <laughs> yes. Um, and make, mostly it's because I know what I would do if I wasn't a pastor. Um, yeah. And I probably still connect to uh, my gift mix as a pastor. But I always say, if I wasn't a pastor, I'd be a midwife. So mm. I think my next best talent um, is just, I, if, if it's not leading, speaking, pastoring, it's just helping people you know, in some way, birth their dreams. And, mm. um, so yeah, I always, I always thought, um, maybe I'd be a midwife. Um, I really like decorating and design. If you like come okay. to my house, it's like a constant work in progress. Yes. So, um, maybe that as well. I love, I love making house feel like home. So mm. I love, I love decorating and design stuff as well. So, uh, for some reason, that's always something that's on the that. forefront of my heart. I'm like, Oh, if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably do one of those two things. Oh, so fun. I love yeah. that. Wow. Great insight into your personal <laughs> life. <laughs> For me, it would probably be something with creative. Okay. Or since Allison shows two, then I'm, I get to choose two, I guess. <laughs> with creative or athletics. I, I think uh, I would yeah. probably first fall into the category of doing something with, with creative because I feel like that's one of my strengths to answer your question. It's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I have an artist personality uh, on the inside. So um, yeah. I enjoy creating things. And then also, I also really enjoy sports. Um, that's something I've been doing for a very long time. And so I, I feel like I'm, I'm naturally somewhat talented at that, at least in my own head I am. But that might, that might just be <laughs> in the backyard, you know, in the basketball hoop at my own house, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, you're good at it. Yes. You're a baller in your own driveway, basically. I like yeah, that. right. Come on. That's good. I receive that. <laughs> That's amazing. It's so good. Okay, well, we are super excited to dive into our first chapter of our James study James 1 and we are going to just start here at the top we'll work our way through in specific little subjects but we're going to start here right at the beginning 2 through 4 um here, James bringing the heat from like the, the very beginning I yes. love it. <laughs> come on it talks about um you know carrying joy through trials it says consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that your testing of your faith produces perseverance and I love that I think there's so much like importance and beauty and strength and carrying joy through trials and so I just want you guys to uh, speak into that a little bit like what does it look like to carry joy through trials 
Oh, goodness. That, that is a really, really good question. And yeah. I think it's the test of um, our, our, our Christian um, walk with the Lord, and more particularly, our dependency uh, upon yeah. the Lord. You know, there's nothing like a good trial to reveal what our lives are actually built upon. Yeah. And I think when, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. it's easy to be spiritual when things are going good at home. <laughs> and it's yeah. easier to be on, it, it's easy to be on fire for God when you just got a promotion at work or you started dating that guy that you've had a crush on all semester. It's like easy to worship God and to give in seasons like that. But what about the seasons that it feels like everything is falling apart, the wilderness mm-hmm. seasons mm. that we call them? Yeah. And, and really, God is so good to us by allowing us to experience those wilderness seasons because we get to examine what's really been built within yeah. during the seasons that we've been at church, during the seasons we've been in the Word, during the seasons yeah. that we've been devoted to prayer. And when that revelation comes about and we choose dependency upon the Lord in those seasons, then joy becomes the byproduct mm-hmm. because okay. joy in itself is not just an emotion. Yeah. Like we can all experience joy and we can laugh and have fun and, 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 and possess joy, but joy biblically is not just an emotion. It's a fruit. Yeah. It's a fruit of the Holy spirit. And so for any of us, that are filled, baptized, overflowing with the Holy Spirit, then joy is a natural byproduct of that kind of life. And so we can go through storms, we can go through trials, we can go through wildernesses, uh, but if we will remain tapped into Jesus through prayer, through the Bible, waiting on Him in prayer, then we can have joy in those seasons without a doubt because it's a natural byproduct of being connected in intimacy to Jesus. Yeah, so good. Totally. Yes, so, so good. And I love in, in verse 4, it goes on to say that perseverance must finish his work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And, you know, I think that kind of just hints on the on the like the thing that we've all experienced in our own life that um, oftentimes these these trials um, or these things that like really do like bring out this deep joy in us, they really do mature our faith and help us to grow stronger yeah. oh. in our faith. So do you guys even have like maybe an example or a season or a time yeah. that you've walked through where you found this just to be so true? Uh, Allison yeah. could answer this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly, like, I love this because I think joy um, in suffering and not producing steadfastness is, like, one of the most fundamental, you know, Christian ideals um, on the planet just because it's what we saw Jesus do, and I joke mm-hmm. so often uh, with our team and, you know, with the church often, like, I don't want to follow a leader that hasn't been through something hard and come yeah. out on the other side. Like, I have yeah. no interest uh, in, yeah. in that because there's something so so maturing about uh, seasons of challenge. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, like, we we have two small kids. Um, we're, I think we're kind of in the midst of that season, season of, like, joy in the midst of suffering. Uh, we're... Yeah. We're leading a church plant. We have some more kids. We have another kid on the way. Um, and, and for me as a parent, like, 
I think I learned really early on that in parenting and in doing life uh, in marriage and connection is it, basically a lot of joy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the suffering. And, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like finding the joy in the things that you have to do uh, that kind of are miserable, like changing poopy diapers or waking up at all hours of the evening or even the way, you know, we care and pastor for the people in our church that, you know, no one has a has something that is uh, challenging to deal with at a convenient hour in the day. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> inconvenient yeah. hours and uh, it's inconvenient times, but it's in those moments that, that we've found are settling into um, the the very things that we've prayed for and asked for. It's like yeah. so often it's like, oh, I prayed for um, a beautiful marriage and kids and, and a life uh, with the Lord. And so often in the midst of that, you find that your prayers are met with the challenge to grow you into the kind of person to steward that and and if you can see that, there's so much joy in the midst of it. Yeah, so good. Okay, speaking to somebody who's maybe just like right now listening to this and is like just in a super tough season, like just a trial, mm-hmm. a hardship, just like maybe experiencing a lot of isolation, feels like, feels super sad, depressed, anxious, like something super hard. Mm-hmm. What would you tell to them? Like, how can they, like, seek joy and uncover mm-hmm. joy in their life, even like something kind of tangible or it might feel tangible. Cause I think in those seasons, like everything feels po- impossible. Like what's a way that you could lead them into joy? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's, it's such a great question. And I would like, if it's okay, uh, Ken is just link it to something that Allison was mentioning about, you know, finding joy in the midst of suffering is, is one is recognizing the opportunity that you have, Mm -hmm. you know, to offer the Lord something that is so, so special to him, which is our, our, you know, our brokenness. Like when we get to heaven, like there's not going to be any joy, Uh, excuse me, there's not going to be any sadness. There's there's only joy. There's not going to be no tears. There's going to be no sickness. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we only have the opportunity to find what we're talking about here today in moments like, like, like the pressing in this life. And so it's really such a special opportunity where we get to love the Lord, just like we take those marriage vows uh, mm-hmm. for those who are listening one day or they have before, like uh, in sickness and in health, you know, it's like we get to fulfill that. And, and so I think there is, there is a deliberate choosing that, that someone has to take in the midst of trial and pain and wilderness and, and, and make a choice first and foremost in a place of prayer and you say, I am going to choose. I'm going to be anchored, be planted, be grounded uh, in the truth. The truth and the facts are two different things. You know, the facts might be, um, I lost my job, my boyfriend broke up with me, my parents just got divorced. But the truth is, Jesus is king. Jesus is on the throne. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. He'll always be with me. Yeah. And so I think, number one, just deliberately making a choice to say, this is where I'm going to anchor my life, in Christ. And I may not always get this opportunity, but right now, while things are bad, I have this invitation, and I'm not going to miss it. And and, and then I think just something very, very practically is is get, and right now this really wouldn't be a problem, but get alone with God and spend some intentional, sincere time 
sharing with the Lord your real feeling. <laughs> you know, people so often don't think that God is able to handle how we really feel or that it's somehow unholy or profane to tell the Lord, like, I am I am angry. I am mad. Maybe you even need to cuss. Like, I don't know. That's probably not something you should hear pastors <laughs> say. But every now and then, you just got to go to the Lord with Scary. so much vulnerability that the genuine content of your heart makes its way out in solitude and, and deliberately getting into that place and then allowing God to tell you how he feels mm. about what's really going on in your heart. Because he, yeah. as much as your heart heart is broken, his heart's broken all the more, and he will encourage you in that place. He will speak life into you in that place, and even if you don't get some big, crazy, prophetic word, what you will get is you'll get present. Mm. And that's where Jesus is so faithful, is that Jesus never exempted himself uh, from our sufferings, and that's what led him all the way to the cross. He said, you might be going through hell and high water, but child, I am with you in it, and I'm going to go through it too. Yeah. And that, I think, making that choice uh, to seek Jesus in that way and to let him love on you in that place, I don't know that there's a more powerful, profound thing that we can do as, as his kids and as his saints to say, this is the way that we choose to live our lives. Nothing can steal my joy, and that's because nothing can steal my Jesus. Mm, so good. So good and such, like, practical practical things that we can be doing um, in the midst of our trials. And I think that leads us so perfectly into the next section in James, which is this section where um, James is talking about, hey, if you if you want wisdom, you can straight up ask God for it. God loves to give us good gifts. But then he says this line about how those of us that ask while doubting. And he says, the person that asks while doubting, that man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. And that comes <laughs> off a little harsh at first because I think we've all prayed those prayers with some doubt before. And you're like, oh gosh, hope is lost. What am I going to do? And so mm-hmm. what would you even speak into that of, you know, what is the difference? Like, what does it look like to pray with like true, genuine faith, but also Lyle, like you talked about, like that true vulnerability versus praying like with doubt. Oh yeah. Well, I, you know, I think one of the, one of the things that, that we have to remember is that God is so big that he's not even afraid of our doubt, mm, it's good. you know? And I, I, sometimes it's like, to come to that place of faith is like digging through the trash, trying to find the treasure. Like mm-hmm. we, for those of us who belong to the Lord, we have faith, and 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 the enemy tries to tell us that weak faith is no faith. And when you, but that's not true. That's not the truth. The, the reality is is that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, then you can say to this mountain be thrown into the sea and it has to move. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's like coming into the place of the presence and like being honest. Like I doubt. You know, and I don't want to be double-minded. I don't want to be unstable in all my ways. I want to be, I want my feet to be upon the rock, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and you start praying the Word, you know? You start praying what David said, you know, make my feet like hind's feet stable upon the mountain, you know? And you give me, you have not given me a spirit of fear. You've given me a spirit of love and a power and a sound mind, you know? You give me a stable mind, not a double-minded. And, uh, and so I think like, Coming to that place of, like, I'm not embarrassed by what I don't know, and I'm not ashamed of what I don't believe, but what I am sure of is if I can get to Jesus, Jesus can give me 
the sure footing. Jesus can give me the stable mind. Jesus can clear up my confusion. And so my confusion is not going to keep me from going to God. My confusion is actually what's going to drive me to God so that I can be transformed to, to fulfill the word that James has spoken. It's not my responsibility to get to the place of um, I'm, I'm fulfilling the word in my own strength, but Jesus personally says that he will do the work to make us into the person that we're called to become. Our part is coming to him. So I, I think that if, if that's where you're at, that's okay, because God welcomes you as you are. He will, if you'll sit with him, he'll do the work. He'll, he'll put you on the potter's wheel and put his hand in your life, and he'll shape you and mold you until you're so stable in your mind that you fulfill that word and you do it with joy despite the season you're in. Yeah, that's right. Um, Allison, I know. I don't mean to preach to you guys. No, come on. Good. Let's go. We want to hear it. (laughs) That's amazing. It's so real. And I love that you even address that. Like you will doubt and God understands that, but like you can't get past that too. Hey guys, we are so excited to tell you about one of our favorite online resources out there, and that is Faithful Counseling. And they actually provide professional mental health counseling from a biblical perspective. And I think we can all agree that there are just moments in our life where maybe we're struggling with something or walking through a tough season, and we need someone to come in and speak life into us and speak truth into us. And that's what I love about Faithful Counseling. It's all coming from a Jesus mindset or a Jesus perspective. And so they can provide so much truth and guidance. What's so cool is they're completely virtual. So no matter where you are listening, you can find a counselor. You can actually go online, fill out a little profile, and they will match you with the perfect counselor. There are hundreds of incredible counselors. Seriously, we've heard the most incredible testimonies. So this seriously might be such a big answer to so many of your prayers. Yes. And so if you're interested, simply go to getfaithful.com slash for the girl. That's getfaithful.com slash for the girl girl and you can actually get 10% off your first wow. month and you'll be communicating with your counselor in under 24 Let's hours. Go. That's so cool. I mean, seriously, answered prayers here is maybe there's something you're walking through right now that you need a counselor's perspective, or maybe you just file it in the back of your brain and down the road, you'll remember this and can sign up then. But we believe in it so much, guys, go check it out. Faithful Counseling. Allison, I know I've sat in the pews of church and watched you on stage praying over our congregation with full faith, like interceding for people and like just like praying with confidence. And just I would love to hear from you, like, what does that look like? Like even just like inwardly to then outwardly, like how do you pray with full faith and full confidence? Like how do you how do you get there? Oh, yeah, I I honestly. It's so funny because when you're in the moment, it, it doesn't necessarily always feel like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sometimes when you're in, in a place of desperation, that's the most beautiful space, right? Yeah. Um, being desperate before God and with God and really fighting to stay in that place of desperation, knowing like, hey, I, I, I don't have any of the answers. And, you know, whether we're praying over someone who needs healing or, someone who needs a breakthrough in their life, like, I know, you know, <laughs> I don't have any of the answers, and this person is suffering, and they really need uh, a touch from the Lord, and mm-hmm. so I think, for me, it's, it's just the reality that I can't do anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if that makes yeah. sense, like, in my own strength, mm-hmm. without 
um, the help of God, like without him intervening, without Jesus moving and, and transforming and coming on the scene, nothing really changes. And mm. there's, there's almost like a confidence that comes in that, in that place of knowing, like, it, you know, I don't, I don't have to have faith in myself. You know, I've only been asked to have faith in, in the perfect one, Jesus. And, and I think there's a measure of like, when you're dependent upon God, there's just, there's just this measure of confidence because you're like, my dad can do anything. Yeah. I can't do a whole lot on my own. <laughs> yeah. There's some things I can do on my own, mm. um, you know, but, but there are a lot of things in, in my walk with the Lord and that I can't do on my own. And, and for some reason for me, that just creates a deep sense of safety um, and a deep sense of confidence knowing like, I don't have to do this thing on my own. I don't have to muster up the right amount of faith, you know, for this. Like, I know that, that God is able and, and I can trust that, that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Yeah. That's so good. So good. I love that. Just that like, man, those moments when you can lean into your weaknesses and know, Hey, I'm weak here, but I know God is strong here. And that gives me more like power in my prayers, which is yeah. crazy and so cool. And the totally. desperation. That's yeah. so good. So good. So good. Okay. Well, James, I love James because my ADD brain can keep up with him because we are going all over the he place. He literally just takes you on these sharp turns. It's like, where did, whoa, how did we get here? Um, but later on in verse 12 through 15, he starts to talk about um, this difference in testing and temptation. And even when Ken and I were first talking about this, we were like we went at it a we were like bit. we'd add a little bit we were like does god test us does god tempt us we don't know why. <laughs> and um so we're excited to have some some insight from you guys because yeah. we couldn't quite figure it out on our own in a lot of ways um <laughs> but wanted to kind of talk about this idea of testing and temptation and what james says that you know he says that you know god doesn't tempt us that you know this is from the evil one all this stuff but how we do have testings in our faith and what does that look like? And kind of just like explaining that a little bit for us, for, for Ken's and I, because we, we struggled a little bit with this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, I, I, I personally love that, you know, James exhorts us like, Hey, don't think it's strange when you go through testing. Yeah. Because, you know, that's, that's the human experience and anybody who is, I mean, human experience, yeah, you're going to be tempted and you're going to go through trials, but a disciple's experience is that you're going to be tested, your faith's going to be tested. Mm. And and to me, I think it's, it's the goodness of God that would allow us to be tested, to kind of circle back to what we spoke about at first, which is to reveal what has been built in us. Yeah, it's mm. good. You know, through our relationship with Jesus, because yeah. that can actually... That can reveal the places where we need to grow. That can reveal the places where his strength mm-hmm. is needed. That can reveal the place where, um, you know, we might need to open our hearts a little wider to God in that area and say, address me, Lord, mm-hmm. because yeah. I want to repent and I want to be mm-hmm. faithful and I want to be transformed. And I don't want you to just be Lord of my Sundays. I want you to be Lord of my life. Uh, you know, I don't want you to be Lord of just this semester in college. I want you to be Lord after I graduate. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I think, I think the testing is, is to me, it, it's very likened as to purification. Yeah. You know, the Bible talks about fire and, 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 and fire, fire is actually such an interesting element. I grew up charismatic. And so we heard about fire all the time, you know, <laughs> fire of God, you know, yeah. and, and it's a, 
it, 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 it's, it's cultural in that sense for Pentecostals, but it's also biblical. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of references to fire. John the Baptist says, hey, Jesus is going to come, and when he comes, he's going to baptize you, right? He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with and with, and with fire. And, and to me, um, that, that to me really connects with the whole concept of testing, because uh, God talks about being tried by fire, but being but, but coming out as gold. Mm. And, and so I don't, I don't think God tests us for the purpose to break us. I, th- I mm. think God uh, allows us as disciples to experience testing so that we can be made more be- beautiful mm. and more pure and that our lives can be more holy before Him so that we can offer up to Him what He desires, uh, you know, which is a, a pure and holy, holy bride. Mm. And, and so I, I think that the testing there in that sense Actually, it can be a very beautiful thing, so long as we're in the presence of God prayerfully to receive mm. the right perspective, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So right. yeah. And I don't know if, I mean, I, I can add something as well. Um, yeah. You know, I love what, what Lyle said about testing being a, a revealer. Yeah. Um, and it just, I, I always look at the difference between testing and maybe temptation is, you know, that picture in the garden where, where God puts the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you know, in the center of the garden. And it was, the purpose of it was to reveal, you know, mm. the trust that we had in God. Yeah. And then you see the picture of, you know, the serpent and yeah. as a representation of evil and the enemy. And that's, like, that's what I feel like is the voice of temptation. It's the voice that calls you to doubt, you know, your relationship or your trust in your relationship with God. And I found in my own life, like there are so many moments where I'm like, I'm standing before a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I get to choose, you know, do I get to take this into my own hands Mm. or do I just, you know, trust God and I, and I release it because for me, it's more important that we remain connected than I just do this thing on my own. Uh, And then there's that other, like that other voice that comes and it's like, shame and it's mm. doubt and it's yeah. you know all those things that this passage is talking about that's like hey war against those things you know because god's actually trying to prove your faith uh in the midst of testing um but the, the enemy comes to you know tempt yeah. you yeah. And, and invite you away from relationship and i think that the garden is such a good picture of like there's that so direct good. difference like god offers opportunities for our you know, to be tested in, in the revelation of our of our maturity and our foundation. The enemy loves to come and tempt us and really lord shame over us and, and really like mess with our hearts when we mess up and and yeah. I, I love that picture of that dichotomy because if you look at it it's like it could feel like the same thing but it's still not and and I love that picture of of the tree versus the serpent in the garden. Yeah, that's so good. That really is. Like it's, I always looked at this and I was like, oh, God's so mean for like testing us. Like why would he do that to us? But it's so real. It's not, it's not that. It's, it's actually like a gift. It's an invitation to mature, to persevere, to, to grow your character. And yeah, I love that, Ali. Thanks for bringing that other piece of scripture into that brings so much clarity. Yeah, that was so helpful and just like such a good picture of that. And even you guys said like we all are going to face these like testings and temptations. And what's so cool to know is that Jesus faced this temptation too in the wilderness. And like, 
I love that, you know, verse 13 says, when tempted, no one should say. And to know, like, <laughs> he doesn't say, like, oh, yeah, if you're tempted. It's like, no, when you're tempted, it's probably going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and I think that's so true. And I love that this is the invitation. I think we have the invitation where it's like we're standing you know, at a split path and it's like, are we going to choose God here? Are we going to like believe the ploy of the enemy here? And it's that like moment where you stop and you pause and it's even goes back to the garden. Like you talked about Allison of like, all right, am I going to lean into the goodness of God here? Or am I going to kind of like chase after this shiny, glamorous looking thing that will only lead to destruction? So that's so good. And I think um, just to kind of like wrap us up here with James one, because there was so much in James one. There's so much, we didn't even cover half of it, honestly, through our little section. Um, what do you guys, like, I'd just love to hear from both of you. What would kind of be your biggest takeaway from James one that you would just want to like encourage our women with, or, or just point out this truth for them, um, that they can kind of just like sit with and simmer on with the Lord this week. Dave, you want to go first? <laughs> Absolutely. No problem at all. I'll be happy to go first. Um, say what I'll do. I'll go first, and here's why. Okay. Because, uh, the, 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 team, the team is here waiting for me next to uh, jump in on our prayer rooms. I don't know if you guys have watched our legacy prayer rooms. Yes. But for those of you guys listening, yes. I want to invite you to check them out on YouTube. Yes. They've been great. Little little plug there. I love I'm it. And then Allison can go. Uh, excuse me, I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys go, and then she can go. But um, honestly, my you mentioned it. One of you guys mentioned it, which is verse 5. If you need wisdom, ask a generous God, and he'll give it to you. Yeah. I ask, and the reason I point that out is because I legitimately pray this prayer every single day of my life. Yeah. Like, legit. I ask God for wisdom all the time. Wisdom is so much different than insight. It's so much different than knowledge. It's one thing to have knowledge. It's another thing to know how to apply the knowledge. It's one mm-hmm. thing to have education. It's, it's another thing to know how to use the gift of education to do what God's called you to do in your life. Yeah. And so having wisdom really does set us apart. And in our assignment to reconcile the world to God, I think in this day and age, we desperately need wisdom. We need wisdom to understand how to share the message of the gospel with our generation, particularly with so much uh, division, with, with, with so much animosity, so much, you know, um, people on different sides of the aisle uh, going back and forth. We need wisdom for reconciliation. Yeah. Uh, you know, we need wisdom to, to understand how to apply the great things that God has called us to do and to step into those. And so mm-hmm. for me, I would make that, uh, for anybody reading James, uh, I would I would make that, um, implement that into your prayer life and make that a daily request. I'll tell you this, last thing is that I, I pray this scripture not over myself, you guys, but I pray this scripture over my kids. Yeah. And I pray it over them all the time. I, 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 one of the last things I say to my son uh, before I let him out of the car uh, to go into school, as I say, uh, you know, I said, uh, you are wise and, and you are strong and you are brave and you're a defender and you're a protector and you're going to carry wisdom and you're going to carry favor. So come on, let's ask the Lord for wisdom. And I, I, I lead him to a prayer <laughs> of asking yeah. for both wisdom 
and asking them for a favor. Mm-hmm. And so, in, in in my opinion, guys, that that is one of my favorite takeaways uh, mm-hmm. from this passage. And that being said, I just want to say thanks so much, um, you know, for having having me as as part of the call. You guys, <laughs> I so appreciate it. As good. <laughs> Amazing. It. Well, hey. Uh, my love, I'll see you in a little bit. <laughs> and uh, Light Ministry, oh, I hope to see you guys in a little bit, too. You are all the best, and I love you. <laughs> Bye. Perfect. That was amazing. Oh, my gosh. She's cute. That's She's amazing. Cute. <laughs> I love it. Well, for me, the, the thing that I just couldn't shake was uh, from verse 12, and I'll read it in the way that my, my Bible lays it out. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life. Mm, And I just, there's something about Mm -hmm. shifting your, I don't, it's like, it's just shifting your mind. It's like when I'm going through something hard, I choose not to be a victim. I choose to understand this is a blessing in disguise and understand that at the end of this thing, I'm going to come out with a gift that is life Mm -hmm. and life abundant and I'm going to get to uh, really go with Jesus on this journey. And that's been one of the things in my life that has been such a huge, huge blessing uh, mm-hmm. to recognize is that hard things aren't um, to destroy me, they're yeah. to build me. Yeah. And really just shifting my mind from, hey, like trials aren't there, but you know what I mean? Like sometimes we're so addicted to our comfort. Like I can totally raise my hand like, I love comfort. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love my feeling squishy and I love Netflix and, you know, like my cozy couch. And there's really nothing wrong with that. But I found myself so often in seasons of stretching and trial, almost feeling victimized by my life. Mm. Um, and I don't know if anyone else has ever felt like that, but <laughs> I've pastored long enough to kind of know, yeah, some of us feel that yes. way so often. And in this passage, I'm just, you know, I'm so reminded of that reality that it's, there's blessing uh, as we remain steadfast through trials, and at the end of it, we get a reward, uh, which looks like a crown of life, which is, is the crown that Jesus wears and that he gifted us on the cross. So, I don't know, I love that passage, and that, that really, really spoke to me. So good. I love that. I love that. We didn't even get to talk about that too much. So it's perfect. Okay, Al, you are the best. Thank you so much for sharing all these like amazing nuggets with uh, all of our gals. This was so fun. So fun. What we really a got privilege. <laughs> what a privilege. You guys are amazing and what you guys are are sewing into is amazing. I wish that I had had a resource like this when mm-hmm. I was in yeah. college and going through university. So I know that so many uh, girls listening and, and utilizing this resource are, are are really so incredibly blessed, and maybe they don't even realize how blessed <laughs> how yeah. blessed they are. But man, I'm jealous for them because I wish I would have had something like this so man what a privilege it it was to to chat with you guys and be here with you guys oh well we feel the same we're so honored to have you thanks for diving into james one with us guys we're going to be back next week with talking all about james too it's going to be amazing thanks for tuning in to the for the girl podcast
Wow, that was wow. such an incredible conversation so with Lyle good. and Allison. I mean, James Wan is full of so much good stuff, and it just has me hype that next week we are starting James 2 That's or week right. 3 in our James booklets, and we have an incredible guest next week. Ken, yes. who is it? J.D. He's from Zeal Church in Nashville. He's the best. Also, you guys, Mac and I are doing these hilarious, yet powerful, yet full of truth and life <laughs> uh, little segments on our Instagram called Fiery Friday and basically we are just challenging you sending you out into the week to really apply what you're listening to what you're reading in your booklets to your life and so you should go check them out at, at for the girl underscore 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 that will never not be funny that that's our Instagram that's right maybe one day we will get verified guys that's and true. be the real thing but yes okay so now you can start reading week three in the James booklets if you haven't gotten your booklet let go it's get not it. too late. Go get it. And catch us here next week for our conversation with JD Ost. It's going to be incredible. I can't wait. All right. Yay. Bye.